Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. Today is February the 15th, and we're here in the Bible reading plan, reading in the book of Acts. Remember, reading one chapter at a time, and at the end today, I'll give you a few thoughts before we end our time together. So here we go, reading out of Acts chapter 10. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian Regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day, at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? he asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat, and while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to the earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, Get up, Peter, kill, and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out, asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Peter went down and said to the men, I'm the one you're looking for. Why have you come? The men replied, We have come from Cornelius the centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. The next day, Peter started out with them, and some of the believers from Joppa went along. The following day, he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I am only a man myself. While talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, You are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius answered, 
three days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour, at three in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit in power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. This concludes the reading of Acts chapter 10. Let me share a few thoughts before we end our time together. Okay, so I just want to draw a couple of quick conclusions and tie some things together for you that um, you might not easily see at first glance at reading chapter 10. First of all, we have this man Cornelius, a centurion in what is known as the Italian Regiment. Okay, so something you need to understand, at those times, the Jews didn't necessarily associate with the Gentiles. In fact, we read a little bit later in this chapter that Peter even says it's against their law. They're not allowed to go in and associate with them inside their homes and talk about the gospel. So you have to stop and ask, how is it that Cornelius has become a God-fearing person who gives to those in need and prays to God regularly? Okay, well, think about what I just said. He has a time of prayer, so he prays to God regularly. He gives to those in need. What does that sound like? You remember earlier in the book of Acts? What was the description of the early church? Well, they gave of themselves, including selling their own property, and they prayed. They had a regular time of prayer where they went to the temple. But how could it be possible that Cornelius would understand the way the Jews in Jerusalem had lived? 
Well, for that, we have to go back to Acts chapter 8. There, we read about Philip baptizing an Ethiopian. And as soon as he came out of the water, do you remember what happened? He was instantly taken by the Spirit away from the Ethiopian eunuch. Now listen to verse 40 of chapter 8. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. So it stands to reason that Philip has now been going through this area preaching the gospel. And somewhere, Cornelius has heard and seen the way the Jewish people are living. And so he himself is inspired by this and decides to take on the same customs and to pray to God and to give sacrificially of himself. Yet, he still doesn't understand the entire gospel. So God gives him a vision. He sends an angel to him and tells him to send for this man, Simon. Well, why is that significant? If you remember, when Jesus said, Who do the people say that I am? It was Simon who stood up and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And what did Jesus do? He changed his name to Peter and then said, Now you'll be called Rock, and on this rock I shall build my church. So we read in the beginning of the book of Acts that Peter stands up on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 people get saved by the message that he preaches. But those people were all Jews in their family. These weren't Gentiles yet. And so now, Philip has been going around preaching the gospel, and in Caesarea, this Gentile has heard it, has seen the way people live, and then God sends a vision. And an angel comes to him and tells him to invite Peter to come to his house. And at the same time, the men Cornelius sends are looking for Peter. God puts him in a trance and gives him a vision. And in that vision, this sheet comes down from heaven with all sorts of clean and unclean animals on the sheet. And God tells him to eat. But Peter says, I won't eat anything that's not clean. He says, I won't eat anything that's impure. And God says, don't call anything impure that I have made clean. And so Peter knows inside himself that God is about to do something different. And when the men show up and say, we're here looking for you and you're supposed to come with us, he goes with. See how the Holy Spirit is navigating all of this? And as Peter gets there and he sees these Gentiles who are asking these questions, he begins to preach the gospel to them. And while Peter is still talking, the Holy Spirit came on all of them and they began to speak in other languages. And more importantly, they began praising God. Peter, realizing what God is doing, he is still building his church. This is a church that's for all people. There are no dividing lines. And Peter has a front row seat to be able to see what it is that God is doing. He gets to be the one to take this gospel message and bring it to places it's never been before. And that day, Cornelius and all the people in his home were baptized, and they believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't it crazy to see, first, how desperately God loves all people, that he would cross all lines in order to show people that he loves them? It doesn't matter their background, what they believe, how they live their life, or where they come from. God just desperately loves all people. 
And he wants others who are going to be able to go and show the gospel to them. And not only that, the Holy Spirit is orchestrating all people and circumstances to work together to overlap so that all people will get the chance to know who God is. Friends, this isn't just a New Testament book of Acts thing. God still desires that all people would be saved. And so he's taking your story and my story and the people around us, and he's overlapping our lives. And the hope is that somehow in that overlap, the gospel would be preached to all people. Don't take lightly the people that God is causing you to cross paths with, because you never know when you're going to share a word or an encouragement that's going to transform an entire household, because God wants all people to be saved, and he wants you and me to be part of that process. So once again, ask the Holy Spirit to fill you, to search you, to send you, and to guide you, because today, God is aligning somebody's path in your path to cross, and he's hoping that you'll be sensitive to the Holy Spirit so that the work that has been done to cause your path to cross with theirs would be responded to with open ears and a Holy Spirit-driven message that will bring salvation. So pray and ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit that you might have the words to say and the right place to be at the right time in order to share this message. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.